listening to www.infinitesmile.org. Enjoy these Zen-inspired talks given by Michael McAllister. discussing this idea of coming home, bringing the infinite home. And in doing so, we realize that we have never left. It kind of sounds like a cliche you might hear in a song or something, but it's so true. As we begin to stop, as we begin to recognize that this is it, as we begin to kind of allow for the experience to be and we relax as we neither grasp or avoid things change and we participate in that change as opposed to resist that change there's a huge difference there ego can be marked identified seen Understood the moment we study our negativity. The minute we study the negativity that creeps in us, creeps up in us, sometimes it's a, sometimes it's very subtle, very subtle negativity. Other times it's raging. Sometimes it's in between. Being able to see this being able to see this negativity is a really, really amazing tool. Seeing our negativity, just being there for it as it arises, allows us then to create this consciousness that is the highest form of intelligence according to Krishnamurti. He used to say that. I love that line. He would say that uh, this... this uh, this ability to observe our thoughts is the highest form of intelligence there is. For us to be able to observe our thoughts and their quality of negativity allows for us to practice being not only a, a, a part, of a, a, a part of a process of bringing the infinite home, but also being at home in the infinite. I don't know if I could say that again, but uh, essentially, you know, when we, it's not just that we bring the infinite home, it's that we are at home in the infinite. The minute we can see our negativity as it arises, we can see our resistance. Wherever there is resistance to what is, this is like uh, ego holding up tiny fists against the universe's onslaught. It's like a small child trying to will the waves in the ocean to stop. So the options are we either stay in that rather immature childlike space raging against the onslaught of the stars 
they're moving even though I tell them not to move. We can be in that space, which is inherently frustrating, and will give birth to, give rise to negativity, or we can be in that space of recognizing the inherent beauty of the universe, of the heavens as they shift above us. We can recognize the inherent beauty of this ebb and flow of tide and the crash of waves. We can learn to surf. So watching our negativity brings the universe home. Watching our negative, where does it arise? And then not trying to eradicate it or push it away, because that just gives the negativity barbs and hooks to, to, that, that stick into us. Okay? Our observation of our negativity straightens out the hooks and smooths out the barbs so that they may hurt, but they don't stick. We become divinely slippery. That, by the way, is the new word, and I should have written it up here, but I forgot. I will later. Slippery. We become divinely slippery. <laughs> nothing, nothing grips us. We don't grip anything. We just are. And this simple presence, this simple feeling of not doing but being opens us and opens the experiences that we meet. Just like shining a flashlight. Shining a flashlight eradicates darkness where the light is shining. We become that light. So that's how we kind of bring it home. Okay? And being able to see this negativity is so key. It's such a just an amazing practice that every single person in this room can look at. You can look at where do you where do you find your negativity? What spawns negativity within you? And to what degree? Okay, this is this is top grade triple A negativity. You know? This is now I'm actually I'm seriously considering weaponry at this point, that kind of negativity, you know? Or the negativity that is just kind of low grade and cancerous. Or negativity that masquerades as strength, right? I mean, it is so amazing, so amazing how that negativity can toxify our entire experience, thus veiling awakening from our experience. And so what does this awakening show us? Does it mean that there's no more negativity? No, negativity will always be there. Negativity will always be there, but our relationship to it changes so significantly. It no longer holds us. The barbs have been removed, the hooks straightened. The slipperiness there goes right through. Transparency. There's transparency. Okay? Yet we are still in the world. When that happens, more rubber hits more of the road in the way we live. <laughs> we become spiritual dragsters. <laughs> but the cool thing about this 
this work and and you'll notice it you'll notice it is this uh, we spoke about this a little bit earlier what you can bring to someone in their pain is space what we bring to our world is space what we bring to ourselves space we bring this space and suddenly there is an a positionality there is no longer a fight with or against what the universe is offering us there is simply dancing with what the universe is offering us that's totally different okay now little resistance here and there can actually be very very important okay and i'm not talking about the resistance as a negative resistance like as in i don't want but resistance that comes from this place of openness when we bring the infinite home is actual uprightness and that uprightness is we can only dance with the world when there is uprightness that is expressed let me get really clear on this uprightness means that we meet our experience fully okay when you meet your experience fully when you meet your dance partner fully and he or she offers a little bit of a push and that push comes from love and you push back suddenly there is spin that's beautiful when there is push that comes from a place of i as in i want i want you to spin <laughs> you have war the latter is egoic the former is shall we dance and shall we dance is an offering is an invitation and it is a collective it is us and other us with other shall we dance shall we meet as opposed to dance with me do this there is no war in a dance when it's done well there is no negativity in a dance when it's performed well there's only infinite expressing itself through us as us with us in each moment and that's it <laughs> you know you talk about reaching enlightenment and getting there but not grasping or pushing away and i'm really not sure um what enlightenment is and how you'll know when you're there or if you really need to reach for it or if you just do these little steps it'll happen I'm a little confused about that yeah well um it's the greatest of all questions this has been asked before it has <laughs> but that's really cool because you're in great company great people have asked that great question what is enlightenment and and i have no clue <laughs> I 
have no clue. I never will. I is dumbfounded by the fact that awakening is not what it thinks it is. The eye has all sorts of images as to, uh, I bet it's this, I've heard it's this, I think it's this, I'll bet that it's, right? And it's precisely beyond any of those things. So far beyond any of those things that it reduces the eye to a, a, a nothingness in its realization. So, um, to throw words around it, to kind of point to it, we might say something like uh, enlightenment uh, could be could be articulated as the the simultaneous recognition that everything is all one thing, and that there is this impulse to share that, not to tell it, but to just share it. And a person who is eyeballs deep in that realization, you can, uh, you can learn from, any of us can learn from, in really huge, huge ways. At least that was my experience uh, in my travels and so forth. It's quite remarkable uh, how devastatingly ordinary these folks were. So ordinary that it brought tears. We can, we can knees. But there's nothing extra. Nothing extra about, about the, those, those among us who are really awake. I guess my question is, I never think about it until I come here and you mention enlightenment. Mm -hmm. Is it something that one needs to be conscious of, that that's what we're shooting for? Or can you just so. like, just not think about it and I just do, think, I'm sorry, and just do the meditation, the reading, whatever. I'm going to go right in the middle there because I think on the one hand, yeah, you can obsess over it and then it, it'll, you'll never, you'll never allow it to, to express itself through you. You know, when it's something you have to shoot for, that implies that it's somewhere other than right here, mm -hmm. that it's something other than this. Just this. Just this is it. You know? So, on the one hand, you don't want to you don't want to look at it necessarily as a goal. On the other hand, you don't want to deny that at all and just kind of sit and be happy. Sit, mm -hmm. sit in meditation, you know, see what happens, hang out with the pals silently, of course. But, uh, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it, and sanghas can get lost in that real easily, too, because what they can do is they can begin to be well. We're not supposed to. We're not supposed to uh, try to achieve awakening. So let's just uh, do what we can do to achieve uh, comfort and help each other heal. Right. Well, the healing is really good, but awakening has nothing to do with healing. Awakening is totally on the other side. Enlightenment is totally on the other side of anything that you feel you need. So. It's, it's a very, very, and this is why, this is why it's really important. I, th I think we talked about this recently about uh, sanghas that don't have uh, uh, teachers. Yeah, we say that, yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of this, this new trend uh, that I, I have noticed, and I, you know, they're marvelous, marvelous folks, but they're just so lost in an egoic sense of what enlightenment is. 
here's my experience, how about your experience? And all that's basically doing is, here's the way my ego has decorated its robe, how has your ego decorated its robe? And you've, get, you've got all these limited views that think they're absolute. So the other side of the answer to your question is on the one hand, yeah, you can't, it cannot be an obsession uh, and, and get you that far. On the other hand, if you don't have some fire in the practice, if, if you're not really clear about what that intention is, okay, then, then what happens is the practice gets really mushy. And the, the clarity, it's so clouded, the water gets so clouded, even if it's still, that we can't see down to the bottom to remove the stones that are obstructing the free flow of our awareness. And does the intention come from desire or discipline? Well, actually it can, and it certainly did, uh, it certainly did for, for me and tons of other people that I know. In other words, it, the... As much as I say that we can't have it be an obsession because then it clouds the whole, the whole thing, if it isn't at a certain level of primacy, if it isn't something that is uh, deep within you, then let's, I, I'll tell you a quick story. I, I'm having lunch. Uh, this is, I'm, I guess, in day, day three or day four of a, a session. Uh, and I'm in pain, and I'm frustrated uh, with, with the way things are going. It's like, how come this couldn't be easier? I've done this before, you know, and it was easier the last time. I'm, you know, damn. You know, I was in a real ne place of negativity. That, that negativity was, you know, mid-level. It was relatively high. I was not at the point of weaponry, but, you know, it was <laughs> mid-level. And I heard uh, this group of uh, senior students who were who were um, uh, uh, making noise in the kitchen. And uh, they uh, were basically, you know, really resolved to the fact that awakening may not happen in this lifetime, and that's okay. And it incensed me. My negativity then became almost, I know people must have been able to feel it around me. I didn't talk to them about it. We were in silence. The guys in the kitchen were the ones yammering. And I was just like, no, that is bullshit. Why in the world would you be doing this if you were just going to wait for the next life? That's the most egoic thing I've ever heard. And so I had this real, you know, um, I talked to my teacher about it. And he said, oh, yeah, that's the lion's roar. I'm like, oh, cool, I'm a lion, you know. But it was th this idea that, damn it, do we mean business or not? What are we here for? What are we here for? And it's an incredibly powerful thing for me, which is I know why I, I throw that down a lot, I think, with the, in the Sangha. It's like, I don't care about you nearly as much as I care about your realization. And that hurts egos right. Like, oh, that's not nice. You know, it's like, well, it doesn't mean I don't love you. But I, I don't, I'm not about making your ego feel good. I am here to burn it up. That's my job as the guy who's on the path with you, but maybe just two or three steps ahead. You know, it's to break out the divine flamethrower and you know, kind of just say, come on, come on. That type of thing. That is a really long answer, isn't it? Yeah. There's a lot of information I can think about. Okay. 
Yeah, don't, don't let that flamethrower image take you too far. It's just, uh, that just kind of came But do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you had a real, I don't want to say real goal, but you knew that you wanted to get moved forward. It was a forward. real goal. It was total greed. Absolute greed. I want, I want, and the more I followed that I and the wanting, the more I realized I was never going to get there, and I started to go back to the source of the I, and voila. Bam, 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 bam. It, and everything just started to come apart at the seams, and I had a teacher, and I had a sangha, everybody right there to catch all the pieces. But so that greed, following that greed to its core, worked just fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. You know? So that's it's one way. It doesn't have to be that way, though. It has to be nearly that difficult. So the, the answer is that you do need to be aware that, that there's more than just sitting mm. <laughs> and listening to words. And yep. That, that you do want to get to another place. No, you want to get right here for reals. Mm. You want to get really here. Mm -hmm. Not a place other than here. Right here in a different mindset? Right here, with a different relationship to everything you've uh -huh. ever known to be true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I, and just listening to her and thinking about what you've been saying today about the infinite, mm -hmm. it's been really, really helpful. More helpful than thinking about enlightenment, because somehow I've been trying to imagine the infinite and when I imagine the infinite all of the crankiness or the <laughs> things that sort of bother me sort of become like they are I mean I know they're real to me and I'm still trying to figure out how to get through them but I get this sense that it's something else entirely and it it feels really good because I can't quite still have a concept of like how I'm going to go through day in and day out being in touch with that sense of this just infiniteness and how you do it but then I kept thinking well then it's 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 love it's generosity it's space it's it's just those things and you try to do those things every day mm -hmm. when as you move through your life and that's the internet, but it's, I don't know, just this whole day seems like it really made things, I mean, easier to move from. I don't know, we'll see. Great. Maybe I'll be lost by tomorrow, but. You can only hope. <laughs> anyway. Because in the, the, in the getting lost, you can be right there with getting lost. And if you're right there with getting lost, you're as close as if you're right there with being blissful. It's being right there. Yeah, and I don't even think about being blissful. I'm just trying to think about mm -hmm. going through your life with a different mind uh, sense or something or of, I don't know. Well, I do have a hint along the path, the, uh, just as it, that in you which is seeking the uh, peace is peaceful. Right, you said that earlier when I was right. talking to you. That yeah, that in you which is at the source of the discomfort is not uncomfortable. Okay? The discomfort 
comes when we are caught defending against the onslaught of what is, of the infinite. Whenever you feel negativity, all that is, is the universe or the infinite brushing up against and scraping your ego. It's the big self, this big self uh, uh, asking for an invitation. And so all, all we have to do, rather than trying to be generous or trying to be loving, when we don't feel loving, is we recognize how we feel. Loving, not loving, to what extent? That internal sense of how we are feeling or how am I thinking, that internal sense is free of our feelings and our thoughts. It is never touched by them, ever. But we're confused because, especially if we don't meditate, because meditation, uh, as I've said to some, some of you, is, it's like, imagine a helicopter. Meditation is like creating a vertical lift and a hover over our experience. And as we create this hover over our experience, our perspective shifts radically. We're able to see when we're not moving north. We're able to see it. And that happens through stillness. It cannot happen without stillness. It, no matter what the tradition is, it's all, it's right, it's stillness allows for that perspective, that, that perspectival shift. And in that shift, there's no position to take. And without a position to take, there's no war. And without war, there's no fight, no negativity, no just, huh. Wow. There's curiosity, wonder, love, joy. It's very natural. And we live, as we live from that space, one could say we are enlightened. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, just that one last thing was yeah. that I was, part of my negativity was coming up when I was sitting this afternoon was people going in and out and the door shutting and the heater going on and off and, you know, and I kept thinking, you know, this isn't quiet, you know, and then I thought, you know, there's never, it isn't ever, it's never the way I want it's it. Always and you know what, if, if this is, in, if I think about the infinite, then everybody's doing what they should be doing. They're going in and out because they need to go to, you know, Dokusan, they need to go to the bathroom, uh, the heat needs to come on. Everything's happening it's going along, and and you see how one just here. You, you see, know? one is one is at war, the other one is at peace. You get to choose. Mm -hmm. There's there's an enlightened choice <laughs> and an unenlightened choice. Well, it was nice to think about because it made me uncranky. <laughs> it made you uncranky. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> question about something, a statement you made earlier, um, when someone is in pain, you give them space, and that is a, um, a gift. When someone is in pain, we give them uh, space. We, we bring our space to, yes. to them right. as a gift, yes. And can you elaborate sure. on it's, that? Sure. That's all actually, uh, I would like to think that's the sum total of what I'm teaching right now, space. It's like I'm teaching space. 
I'm teaching, I'm offering a curriculum of attachments that gets you to not attach. And that non-attachment allows for space to infuse that which is confined so that the illusion of confinement falls away. So when we bring that kind of space to each other, uh, to situations, when we, when, we, when we like allow it to kind of uh, literally boil through us, okay? The transparency, the openness that we bring is the energetic equivalent of love. And that love can take many different forms. Love is not just, you know, smooching and making out. It's also not just, oh, I mean, it, can, it doesn't lapse into sentimentality, okay? Love is about something that is deeply grounded and rooted, like the bottom of the ocean. It is strong. It is solid. It is immovable. It is real. It is here. It is now. And that kind of love is space. Thank you for listening. The Infinite Smile Sangha is made possible by the generosity of friends, members, and people who have been touched by this teaching. Please visit our donations page at infinitesmile.org to help us continue our efforts in spreading the Dharma.